0: This episode is brought to you by JList.com. Right now on JList.com, they are taking pre orders for so many ridiculous anime figures you can't possibly know. They have over 200 pre orders running simultaneously on JList right now for various anime properties, including they have Horo from Spice and Wolf's Nendoroid, they have Shiro, a one, one to seven figure scale of from No Game, No Life, Mia, complete from Monster Musume. Aqua, sure, they have an android of Aqua from Kono Sekai Shukufuku, Rem, the wedding version of Rem from ReZero, and about 195 more pre-orders currently open at JList, So you can be the first person of all of your friends to own any of these awesome anime figures that would decorate your house, your den, your anime room, your, your office, your desk at work, whatever. So get on there right now on JList.com and get your pre-orders, and you'll be supporting the podcast as well. And now it's time to start the show.
1: If you want to submit a mailbag, you can go to aaapodcast.com and hit on the mailbag button. The first mailbag comes from Da Beluga. Baby Beluga. Sorry. Um, hello. What? That what? song from when you're a kid. Baby Beluga. Yeah, like a
0: beluga, beluga whale? deep
1: blue sea. Okay. All right. Swim so wild. And he swim-
0: Throw okay. a spear at me because it's Japan and we eat those. <laughs> 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 well, they do. We ate whale. Got-
1: the mailbag. Did we is... not? Did, did
0: we not eat whale? Hello, A Wait a
1: second. A-a-a-a-ver. Wait a second. Wait a second. Did we not eat whale? Yeah. Was it not tasty? It was. End of story. No. Hello, no. everyone. Anime Addicts Anonymous You are listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Make your anime addiction worse at aaa podcast.com And now. Here are your Anime Addicts. Hey everyone, and welcome to the 386th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous (laughs)
2: Podcast. (laughs) Ooh,
1: I liked it. I am your host Chiaki. I am not dead nor turned into a cat.
0: Or a white walker.
1: Or a white walker. As we just talked about Game of Thrones, the finale on our on our hobby addicts before this. But I'm joined by the other part of the original team,
0: That's Mitsugi. Right. That's right, damn it, Mitsugi is here. I'm here to make your anime addiction worse. We got the Chiaki and the Mitsugi, the two co-founders, nothing else matters. Drop the mic, I have no mic to drop. Where's my mic? Yeah,
1: please don't drop the mics. they're expensive.
0: I have, we, have, we, we have extras.
1: <laughs> Still. Drop the extra. Don't drop this one. We have seven mics in in this
0: room, and we need two.
1: Well, you know. Let me...
0: Can I drop one?
1: No, don't. Mitsuki. Please? Mitsuki. Oh. You can find us at aaapodcast.com forward slash join to create an account where you can get hentai episodes, hobby addicts, after parties, and a bunch of other stuff that adds up to eight additional podcast episodes per month, which is like less than a dollar an episode to support us. The
0: fact of the matter is, is that we realize that you have an addiction. And that you all have really long work days, and life is tough. Long commutes. You sit at your desk at work and do things you don't really want to do, just like just like most people. But you can make your you can make your life a little easier by having another eight episodes of the podcast to listen to per month, and you'll make sure that the podcast keeps existing at yeah, the same time for sure. So that's always good. So
1: existing is good.
0: TripleAPodcast dot forward slash join. Hit that up.
1: And if you want to join the family, go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash AAA podcast to do something better on Facebook than play Farmville and hang out with a bunch of other addicts. There's some really good discussion that happens there from yep. like serious thoughts mm-hmm. to just random funny memes. And it's totally worth being a part of. I, I'm I'm a lurker there. I don't comment as much as I like check in. So I'm. I'm and
0: Coswell would like you to know that there are over 1,500 people in that group now.
1: That information right there just blew my face off.
0: If he were here, he would tell, He would want you to know that.
1: He he would he would want. It, it is known. Yeah. It is known.
0: All right. All right. So what is the episode on this week?
1: What is the episode, Mitsuki? Yeah. What is it? What is it? Um, so
0: the, the the title on the of the episode on YouTube is North Korea has been a bad bad whiny child. <laughs> but the episode title what, what on the actually,
1: dock. What is actually on the dock is North Korea continues being a bunch of dicks so you know there's <laughs> i don't really know how i feel about the children cheering to that but I put, like certain types of meat uh in my mouth okay okay and then um the review's a mystery for now it's
0: not the review's not a mystery
1: oh it's not it's
0: akka oh sanjuku Kansatsu-ka.
1: oh okay i'm sorry i was in the wrong section yeah. of the the, the dock That was my
0: bad. I, I mean, the fact of the matter is that North Korea fired a missile over Japan, and I was talking to some of my friends in Japan while the air raid sirens were going off oh. early in the morning, and so...
1: Leave it. Save it yeah. for the main topic. You're right. I'm playing producer You're here. right. I'm playing producer here, Mitsuki. You just got a sneak peek. Stay for the main topic. So
0: Chiaki will, some at some point in the next day or two, I hope, put up a page on the site for the summer for the summer 2017 poll.
1: If you're real nice to me. I have
0: made a poll already. You just gotta <laughs> drop it in Aww, the page. Just take the one fair. you did for spring, change the picture, and then we'll be all good.
1: Yeah, no, I'll get it up there.
0: So, if you go to com, you will have control over the ninth anime from the summer season. Just scroll that,
1: down. I'll put it right at the top yeah. on the main page. There'll be a big link.
0: Let your voice be heard. Cast your vote. It'll tell us what you want us to review and you will... I'm, which I'm assuming you'll pick some like horrific, um, like child porn show or or Moe festival or something because you love us because that's what it always ends up being is trolling. But w- 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 at least we're letting you troll.
1: You know, it's a, an important thing to mention that has nothing to do with trolling. What's that? Hurricane Harvey.
0: Hurricane Harvey. What and, the hell?
1: And so, you know, just it's a an side- alliteration,
0: t- Hurricane alliteration Harvey
1: from hell. Um, Just as an aside, you know, for for those of you who maybe are listeners who were affected, are affected, continue to be affected by the hurricane and its aftermath, you know, hang in there. Please know our thoughts, prayers, hopes, you know, all of the above are with you. And that being said, if you are someone like us who was, you know, not in the path of the hurricane and want to be involved, want to do something go to crowdrise.com forward slash donate forward slash event forward slash Funimation Hurricane Harvey Relief. I know that's a bit of a mouthful, but Funimation is holding a Hurricane Harvey Relief campaign. Um, The company has donated $10,000 to relief efforts, and it is also matching contributions through the campaign up to $25,000. The Crowdrise campaign page um, has listed the eight charities that people can choose to donate the money to um as of the posting of that particular article that you know we'd found Funimation's campaign has crossed over twenty six thousand dollars so that means that they have reached their full match but it is good you know if you're going to donate let your your anime geekdom be heard as you donate and let let the world know that you know we may all be anime addicts but we're also here we're you know supporting each other and those of us who might not even be anime addicts but it's definitely worth it's definitely worth you know doing whatever it is that you can and whatever that is. I've seen a lot of videos lately that have warmed my heart of, you know, people kind of banding together to try to make it through this.
0: Your little Chiaki heart.
1: My heart grew three sizes.
0: Okay. Shall we move on?
1: We shall. All
0: right. So, anime tourism association in japan reveals the fan voted pilgrimage sites for 2018 because for some reason it's just a good thing to like go to the places in japan that are the setting for your favorite anime Do people do that yes i mean i think i went to one of those maybe it was the lucky star shrine which is in here because because that's in saitama well maybe not saitama's kind of out there isn't it yeah. Anyway, so this year's list again includes some favorites that seem to always be on the list, including Lucky Stars, Washinomiya Shrine in Saitama, which we've been to Saitama, but there's not there's not much there. I mean, to be honest, it's kind of like Gunma. You 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 ride trains forever to go out to a place that has nothing but some hot springs. Yeah. Um, Girls in Panzers town of Oadai in Ibaraki, which what? is where we live. What? what? Ibaraki. Anyway. New additions to the list include Tokyo and Gifu Prefecture settings of, of course, 2016's film Your Name. Um, naturally, right? Tokyo dominates this list with it has pilgrimage sites for from 25 different anime and anime museums. Though it's Tokyo. Kyoto Prefecture features seven anime on the list, and in, in including the Tokyo International Manga Museum, which we've been to several times. And there often seems to be something pretty cool going on in the museums in Kyoto. And also Hirosh- Hiroshima, Shizuoka, and Kanagawa each have five listings. So, th- I mean, it's pretty it's pretty fun. I, I, I think it's a good thing for anime fans to be traveling throughout the country, sort of supporting the economies of the cities that that you know, happen to be the home for a lot of the settings of these anime, because I mean, it's, it's never a bad thing to boost your economy by spending money in different areas.
1: Well, you know, I also think it's it is one of those things where a lot of these small towns like Tokyo is always going to get tourists, but a lot of these small towns might not get it any other way. So that's pretty cool.
0: They're not going to get it any other way.
1: Oh, my. Prepare for trouble.
0: Make it double. Shut up. You haven't had one useful thing to say since you got here. All right. So hobby or um, hobby addicts, the Daily Double, as we're calling it here. So, th- there were a lot of changes in Pokemon Sun and Moon that people didn't like. They took away Serena, which was a character that had been on the show for 140 episodes. It's a long time to have a character removed. Yeah. And they changed a lot of the character art, apparently. Huh. Which is odd, considering Pokemon's been running for so long. However, the anime is going to reintroduce Brock and Misty to, what? These, to this new audience of Pokemon, because... Brock and Misty haven't been on the show in, what was it, 15 years? 15 years.
2: years. So
0: by the, by the time that people that are watching Pokemon on TV now, I don't even know who the hell Brock and Misty is because they've been gone for so long. And so now that now Brock and Misty are coming back and all these young kids, I mean, I'm sure there's some adults watching Pokemon too, but, but, yeah. but it, you know, all these elementary school kids that walk around with their Pokemon pencils and all that, they will get to be reintroduced to Brock and Misty. So Brock formally left the show on, in the in Diamond and Pearl. That was a long time ago,
1: forever ago. Dang.
0: But yeah, that anime concluded in 2010. Misty left even earlier at the end of the original anime series in 2002. So both characters haven't appeared in the show together in 15 years. Misty, which puts Mits- Misty at like, I don't know, 28 or something at least. So she's like an old baba. But but sorry, Ash. Well, m- while Misty is 28, you are still 14. So,
1: so can't
0: get that sweet action. But it's a good thing, right?
1: Yes. I, I mean... I feel like it's just a thing. Like, I don't really know if it's good or not, but it's a thing.
0: I mean, I don't really care because I don't watch the Pokemon cartoon. I, at this point, I'd be, I'd be hundreds of episodes behind. Yeah. But... I, I guess it's fun. I mean, I'm sure people that love Pokemon that are listening are losing their minds that Misty and Brock are coming back. Maybe they'll hook up. I mean, Brock wanted that sweet ass anyway. Didn't they? He, Brock they wanted. Didn't? He Brock wanted every ass he saw.
1: Yeah, no, but I'm like, they didn't hook up.
0: Um, I don't think so.
1: I don't remember. It's been a long time since I watched have, Pokemon. If they if
0: they had, the chat is going to correct us. Yeah, as they do. We so, can always rely on the chat yeah, to keep us on sure. target. Yeah. All right, so that's fun. What's next?
1: All right, so next is
0: trivia. Nice.
1: So this week's answer was Rin Tosaka from the Fate series. Um, Those who got it correct were?
0: Um, The list is way too long for me to read it. Okay. It's like 60 people.
1: You know who you are, 60 people. I,
0: I don't know. Nobody wants to listen to me read 60 names.
1: The winner for the week, though, was...
0: Good luck with this one.
1: John underscore a underscore underscore nine pixels t q dollar sign e f percentage x capital r. Oh
2: my god!
1: <laughs> I really hope I just didn't say something offensive in some like back web elite speak. Um, some like
0: yeah, someone's like, oh yeah, I know what that means.
1: Uh, the current theme is name the Sundere character. John
0: got pissed and he just smashed his keyboard a few times like.
1: Arr! Arr! Um, yeah. All right, so we're going to have an in-show weekly trivia question now before we take our news break, and this is just for fun. You answer with yourself, and we'll give you the answer when we come back. And if you
0: get it right, we'll give you nothing.
1: We'll give you our affection from far and away. Um, So the question is, Yasomi Umetsu is the creator of the violent assassination anime OVA, Kite. Can you name any other anime of which he is the original creator?
0: Alright, we'll be back after the news break, so don't go anywhere, stay tuned, stay cool. We'll be here. everybody, this is Mitsugi, and it's time for your anime news break. Getting us started off, Otomate, which is a brand of games in Japan that is aimed at female players that want to play romance titles, celebrated recently its 10th anniversary and has announced that its upcoming game, Library Cross Infinite, which is a puzzle RPG mobile game, is going to be getting a TV anime adaptation. Now, it looks like this project is pretty far along. Many of the character designs are already all finalized for the the anime. And also, many of the voice actors and actresses have already been cast for the various roles. So, it seems like it's pretty far along in the title. The game itself is free to play and has in-game purchases. And as of early August, the game already had 100,000 people pre-registered to be playing it. So, it's not even out yet, but for those of you that like to have a... Interesting games made into anime titles. There's another one coming down the pipeline. Next up, Diabolic Lovers just won't die. It's getting its third stage play adaptation in January. There were prior stage play adaptations of of other Diabolic Lovers properties, including Diabolic Lovers Re-Requiem. However, the new play titled Diabolic Lovers More Blood will run at the Shinagawa Prince Hotel event hall in Tokyo from January 24th to January 28th next year. So for those of you that are fans of the Diabolic Lovers anime property, there is a stage play coming out and will be held in Japan early next year. Next up, The Rose of Versailles, which is a very well-known classic historical shojo manga, is inspiring some screen adaptations and also some other properties as well that will be coming out for it. The project has not specified what kind of a screen adaptation it will be and, and or what the game adaptation will look like. However, so this, this screen adaptation could be a live action or an anime property and there aren't that many details about the game currently out, but Rosa Versailles is a very classic and popular anime title and to have more content for this property coming out at all is pretty exciting so stay tuned for more of that in the future. Rounding us out for this news break, My Hero Academia has topped the US monthly book scan list for August, making it the number one selling manga in, Japan, in, the, in the United States for the month of August, followed by Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess Volume 2, Attack on Titan, Tokyo Ghoul, and another My Hero Academia title Volume 1. So, My Hero Academia, Attack on Titan, and Tokyo Ghoul continue to be very popular in the United States. This was Mitsugi, and this was your Anime News Break. Now it's time to get back to the podcast. Hey,
1: Mitsugi, did you order those trivia prizes off JList.com yet?
0: I've been meaning to do it at work when I'm not helping people make spreadsheets, but the problem is, JList.com has so many crazy awesome adult goods that I'm afraid a nosy coworker might peek over my shoulder and get me in trouble.
1: That's no problem. JList.com has a totally safe-for-work, non-adult mirror website. JBox.com. It has all the same cool products as JList.com without the naughtiness.
0: JBox.com? Are you serious? Mm -hmm. Why didn't I already know about that? Now I'm never going to get anything done at work.
1: Mitsugi. I think we all know you never did much at work anyway.
0: True. But anyway, for everyone looking for a more safe-for-work or kid-friendly alternative to your premier Japanese and anime merchandise store, JList.com, make sure to check out JBox.com. Again, that's JBox.com.
2: Hi there. This is Vic Mignogna, the voice of Edward Elric and Tamaki Suo and lots of fun guys. And I am... Yes. I have to admit it. I'm a total anime addict.
0: You've heard of
2: Confessions of a Popedom, but now comes the heartwarming tale of Kazuo. I don't know any country songs, so I'm trying to like sing along to songs I don't know and getting drunk with some grandma. From the best-selling authors of Her Moe Majesty and... The best Yuri bartender in Florida comes Growing Up Kazuo. First time I was in a shootout, two years old. South Bronx going across the street and my baby stroller. My uncle was pushing me and a shootout broke out in the middle of the street. Be there through the formative years. So I was 16, I think, and my family went on a cruise to the Bahamas. For some reason, they thought it was a good idea to give m- me and him, his name's Steve, um, our own room. Yeah. These two young men, let's give them their own room. What what trouble could they possibly get into? As we're walking onto the cruise ship for the first time, we're walking through the hallway. There's like a, a door that's ajar and I, I open it. I Look inside, it's like a janitorial closet. So there's like brooms and mops and whatnot. And there's also a big bottle of whiskey just sitting in this janitorial closet. I'm like, okay, mental note, close the door. So later on that night we pick up the bottle of whiskey get completely trashed. We're, we're basically drunk the entire cruise. Will a child's dreams come true? It wasn't even an option growing up. Like, it was it was a dream that a young poor boy had. And then I was like, one day, I'm going to go to Japan. And it was like, believe Are going to go to Japan? And I was like, that's never going to happen. That's not possible. <laughs> like, at best, you will not end up in prison <laughs> and tales of young love my first like real kiss like we've all had like when we were kids you little pack you know you're playing spin the ball or something like that but my first real like sexual kiss like make out session and we end up her and i make make our way to her bedroom so this is about to get super explicit she's got him on one side me on the other then I... We, have you ever heard of a high, an Eiffel Tower? Growing up,
0: Kazuo. Flying off bookshelves everywhere. Order yours now on Amazon or by visiting www.aaapodcast.com. Now, back to the show. Every
1: time I hear that. Every time. I'm just, yeah. you know.
0: Chalky gave gave a little bit of a gun show during that during that break.
1: I, is that is that what we're calling? Well, I'm not really quite for me, sure, it's that's... a gun
0: show. For you, it's like, I don't know. No, actually, You're I... trying. You tried. I don't know.
1: <laughs> you tried. Yeah. You're so thoughtful. I mean, it's my great. bicep is
0: so big, it has like a dimple in it. <laughs> but, you know, you it's it's whatever. Your, it's not your, important.
1: Your, bi- your bicep is, is very impressive, Mitsuki. I will not take that from you.
0: Yeah, but no one really cares about biceps because girls don't give a f- flying shit about any of that. Not really. So, no one cares. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: But. But. But I had my cholesterol checked. Did you? Yeah. And despite living off of nothing but public subs and fried food for the last eight months, I my, my cholesterol is still only 160, which is like, you can hate me now. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, oh, I'm going to live oh, forever. Mister. I'm going to live forever, which is good, because when we're on episode 3,423 of this podcast, I will be 92 years old and I will still be jacked
1: you know, I started working out again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what that's you,
1: something to talk about on the after party. Like, maybe like
0: you lifted your arm to turn the page on a book.
1: <laughs>
0: oh shit. Okay. Okay. I, in the cold. after party, in the after party,
1: ice cold, man. I, okay. you know, I appreciate how supportive of a friend you are right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. I think
0: I'm pretty, yeah.
1: So, so before, before we, uh, before we left on the news break, we had our in-show trivia question, which was Yasuomi Umetsu is the director of the violent assassin anime OVA Kite. Can you name any of the other anime of which he is the original creator? The answer is any of the following Mezzoforte, Galilei Donna, Robot Carnival, or Wizard Barristers. Yeah.
0: Mezzoforte being actually pretty good. The others... I'm not sure. Yeah. I've seen Wizard Barista, It's Not very good. So, so, so I was talking to some of our friends from Japan, um, the three, the, the three girls, the we'll girls. call them the girls. And they were actually, I think they, actually, I think they messaged um, me because it's a group chat and they were like, goddamn air raid sirens or something because, um, well, The one girl, the oldest girl, um, lives up north in Ibaraki, and has sort of. She's the, her English is the best, and she sort of has a loud mouth, and so yeah, she, she was cursing the name of of North Korea because North Korea had just fired a ballistic missile over Japan. Except this time, rather than crashing into the sea of Japan, which is what had, which was which is what I think tends to happen, this one actually made it all the way over Japan and landed in the ocean on the other side. So. It, it,
1: so basically, it, it did "quote unquote" harmlessly land into the sea. The difference is is that before it didn't even make it to Japan yeah. before landing in the sea. Now it has crossed over Japan and landed in the Pacific on the other side.
0: It's not the first time North Korea. And by the way, the the, the topic of this episode in, in in the podcast is North Korea continues to be a bunch of dicks. That that's the podcast topic, and yes. I don't think anybody really cares. Like I feel like. Today you can put you can offend anybody by saying anything. But there's one thing that I'm pretty sure offends nobody, and that is hating on North Korea. I just don't think anybody sympathizes with North Korea really.
1: I, I will I will say this as my obligatory disclaimer to, you know, the whole topic is that when I say North Korea uh-huh. and 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 talk passionately in a negative way, I am specifically referring to a very small select group of people in power. The government? I am not referring to the average North Korean person who is literally trying to just survive. Yeah. Because I, well, yeah. yeah, like I, I just, I want to make it clear that like the average person in North Korea is not evil scum of the earth. The right. average person in North Korea is just trying to live and eat. Like it's not.
0: And have electricity.
1: If that.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So we'll say when we say North Korea, we're talking about the leaders and like the military people. Yeah. Fair enough? Yeah. The the non civilians, so to speak. So, this is not the first time that North Korea has fired a missile over Japan. The first time was in 1998, which prompted a diplomatic crisis in Asia, apparently. I don't remember this, but. um, and And then again, at the beginning of the Obama administration in 2009. Both times, North Korea claimed that they were launching missiles that were rockets that were carrying satellites into orbit. So in this this time, though, they did not make such a claim. They just wanted to piss off everybody.
1: And that's and that's one of the things that has been concerning about North Korea as of late in the sense of it is that launching satellites into orbit. Um, or launching rockets into orbit, because that's kind of how the long-range sort of attacks occur, is by taking you know, those missiles and launching them into orbit to get them kind of the rest of the way across the world. So before, North Korea did have nuclear technology, but they had no way of getting it to America. Now, they had ways of getting it to, obviously, South Korea, because they share a border, Um, China but their allies Russia I don't Think Russia really cares at all about North Korea, and if they do, it's whatever. Um, and Japan. So I'm not. I'm not trying to say they were harmless because they couldn't get a rocket into orbit. But I feel like if you're wondering, you know, why do you suddenly all? Why do? You, why are you all of us seemingly all of a sudden hearing a lot more about North Korea and their nuclear program when they've had kind of nuclear weaponry for a long time and they've had you know missiles for a long time? The the big thing that's changed recently from an American's perspective. I'm saying this from an American's perspective, is that they have now successfully tested missiles that can go into orbit I mean, and what, therefore could carry warheads.
0: I mean, what good is a missile if you can't fire it long distance?
1: Yeah. Well,
0: you know, attacking so, Japan. So, yeah. So Japan is on high alert, obviously, which is why this is a relevant topic for us, because we do talk about Japan. And because the air raid sirens did go off very early in the morning, woke up everybody. I can't even imagine what it, what it must feel like to wake up to an air raid siren. I I don't think that's very pleasant. No, gotta be terrifying. I know that the earthquake alarms in Japan are like some of the most horrific sounding things you have ever heard. I mean, the type of sound that makes you just hold your ears and crumple down in like a corner somewhere because it's such a, like a, it's almost like you're hearing a primal scream or something. It's, it's a sound that I've never heard before ever. And so I don't know what an air raid siren in Japan sounds like. Um, It might just be like that normal noise that we all know from movies, but in addition, public television programs in Japan were all interrupted with a very um, unusual warning screen that announced that there was a missile flying over the country at that moment, which is has got to be unnerving for everyone living there because I mean I don't they, they don't know what's what the missile's carrying. I mean it could be it could be carrying nothing or it could be carrying a straight up nuclear bomb on it. I mean no one really knows, right? And so it must be very terrifying for people, particularly in, in areas that would be. Prime targets like Tokyo, or I don't know, um, Sapporo, or one of the major cities. Also, a lot of the bullet trains were halted.
1: Yeah. Oh, interesting.
0: So I'm sure that that caught everyone's attention, probably even more than the TV than the TV programming. It's very unusual to have the train stop for any reason, other than suicides. Which, sad as that is, that's the case. Usually, if the train is late, there's normally a mechanical failure or a suicide. But you don't really hear about missiles having the train stop because of missiles too much. Now, I was reading on the on the on the the New York Times about this, and apparently Trump in a last week and at a political rally in Arizona said that he would rain down, quote unquote, fire and fury upon North Korea if it endangered the United States.
1: Well, that was that was a while ago. Did he say it again?
0: I don't know. This says this was not that old of an article. Let me let me pull up the article.
1: Because a while ago in North Korea was, you know, doing testings and the missiles and whatnot. Pre this Japan one was when he he was had an impromptu comment when the cameras were off him. But I wouldn't be surprised if he said it again at a rally.
0: So apparently this article was written in this article from The New York Times came out on August 28th, 2017. So it's fairly recent article. I mean, that's only that's only a couple of days old now. Yeah, and so I just
1: didn't know if they were referencing you know something in the past. I just know
0: that the article said last week, so it must be very recent, within the last two weeks. To
1: quote to quote Stephen to quote Stephen Colbert, the last week of the Trump administration, aka one year ago, because it feels like so much happens in a single week. Whether you're for or against the man, and I'm not going to bury the lead here. I am personally against the man, Um, but. Whether you're for or against the man, a lot happens in a single week. Yeah, these days.
0: So the thought was that North Korea, North Korea hasn't carried out its threat to fire ballistic missiles towards American soil, including which includes Guam. But they, it does seem like sort of a lashing out after the comments by Trump, to which is why I named the YouTube article or the, the the YouTube episode. North Korea has been a bad, bad, whiny child because it's almost like Trump says, oh, North Korea, if you do something bad, we are going to rain down fire and fury upon you and just decimate you. And then North Korea is like, try me. And then they fire a missile over Japan just to, just to antagonize the world. And it... Yeah, I mean yeah. that's pretty much that's pretty much the the situation as I see it. I'm not a master of politics. I'm just an anime podcaster that is f- f- fairly well world traveled and educated enough to have a conversation, so to so to speak, but not a professional or an expert. If,
1: if we had the answers, we would give them.
0: I just think that when uh when when uh, North Korea makes comments like we can reach Guam with a missile, and then Trump says if they do it, we're gonna we're going to you know, raise you to the ground with, with with fire and fury and then they fire a missile towards Guam, but don't get it all the way there. They kind of stop it. I don't know how many miles short of Guam it came, but I mean, maybe they could have fired it further if they wanted. They just chose to let it crash into the ocean. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, it's very odd to be firing rockets over other countries. So uh, that doesn't happen uh, almost anywhere in the world. But but so what do we do about North Korea? I, I, I it's, we, a, it's are... a it's a it's a
1: are we gonna solve the problem of North Korea on this podcast? Maybe we will. Okay. We
0: we have solved big problems before we, on this podcast. We
1: predicted the decline of the yen.
0: We did. If you had we listened did. to me, if you had listened to me when I told you the yen would 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 depreciate some years ago, you would have made a a ridiculous sum of money. If you had bought some like options, if you had bought if you had bought put options on the yen, you would have made several thousand percent return. Just saying. It's a fact, actually it's a fact it was it was 80 yen to the dollar and then a few years a couple years later it was 120 yen to the dollar yeah so you would have made an, un, an ungodly amount of money but so you can't just go in and and destroy north korea it, there's a lot of innocent people living there i think there's like something like 50 million people in north korea i'm gonna look that up
1: yeah i mean so and and this goes back to the first thing you know i was saying about this like when we 25
0: million that's a lot of people still
1: when we you know quote unquote shit on North Korea in this we're we're not talking about the average person because the average person in North Korea overall lives a pretty horrible life like and 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 I'm you know I I I, I don't I don't want to come across as like you know the applying my Western standards, and that's you know what right. what is what is the only way acceptable way to live. When I say a pretty horrible life, I mean they have like internment camps over there.
0: They also only have a a a a, a GDP per capita of, per year of less than six hundred dollars. Oh yeah, which means that uh, a person in North Korea lives on less than six hundred dollars a year. Oh yeah, which they're not the only country that's like that, but that's I mean we're not talking first world here
1: well i mean and it's not but 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 again my my kind of comment too on the living conditions is that it is such a a controlled country in the sense of you know there are there are like these sort of you know internment camps labor camps horrible prison places whatever you want to call them where, you know, if you if you act out against the regime, if you speak against the regime, if you speak against the country, if you say anything that doesn't fall into the very narrow and strict narrative, you know, nationalistic narrative that North Korea perpetuates for its citizens, you run the risk of getting sent to these places, your family does, you run the risk of just being executed, um... There's there's actually there's some really good TED talks of um, two that I listened to not too long ago um, because I was playing them for a friend where one of them is a TED talk of a North Korean woman telling her story about how she escaped North Korea and why she escaped North Korea um, and kind of you know it 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 has those moments where. She remembers because because in the in the late nineties I want to say early two thousands I think it's late nineties. Um, there was a big famine in North Korea and and lots of people. I kind of thought they
0: were famines all the time in North Korea.
1: Well, I mean, I I think there are probably food shortages, but I, I mean like mass the, yeah. famine starvation. Um, and you know, she was talking about how that was kind of one of the moments where she started to experience this sort of disenfranchisement with the country of, you know, they've they've instilled this narrative into her where her whole life of North Korea is the best place to live in on earth and we have everything and, and, and we are the best country. And and for her, you know, she saw a mother, you know, who had starved to death on the side of the road, still holding her child crying. Yeah, that's, like, that's, like that level.
0: That's pretty terrible.
1: Um and it was you know her talking about getting out of North Korea. There was another one I listened to that was a, a woman who had gone over to teach in North Korea. Wow, which that's was,
0: uh, that's ballsy.
1: That was which was a really interesting thing. She was um, she was a journalist and she went over to North Korea and she taught for a year and she lived in uh, Pyongyang. I'm I wouldn't sure mind I'm, doing that. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that. I would wrong. do that. Um, but she lived in Pyongyang and she taught basically the sons. It was an all boy school. She taught the sons of the diplomats.
0: Oh, I don't know whatnot. if I'd do that. It's um, a little too much pressure.
1: <laughs> and, you know, she talked, She it was interesting because she talked not only about her kind of, her, how she was treated in the sense of things that she could say and couldn't say and the way she was monitored and, and the way that her curriculum was structured and whatnot and, you know, the fact that she wasn't teaching history or like she had to teach based on you know, a certain narrative.
0: Trying um, to teach fake history?
1: What? To some extent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh,
0: D- despite all this, I-, I would toss in as a note that, that unlike Japan, North Korea has a rising population. <laughs> Yay. Well, I mean, you know, we all know Japan has the, like the lowest birth rate in the world and we've been through that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, but, but if you want kind of these glimpses into what life is like in North Korea, that's, that's one thing that I can say. There, are, there are two TED Talks that are really good. If you just Google Nor- or if you just YouTube North Korea TED Talks, they're like the first ones that come up. Um, and they're worth, they're worth watching because they are these firsthand accounts of someone who lived there as a foreigner who went in and taught and someone who lived there as someone who is, was North is, you know, North Korean or whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean the 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 people there. What is going on with North Korea is is not a fault of the people. And and granted, what a government does is very rarely the quote unquote fault of the people. Like the average citizen um, is you know not responsible for the overall movements of their government. But but especially more in this case, it feels like to me because it's like these people are living. In such rough conditions, and such a rough life, that I can't like when people are like, we should just nu- nuke North Korea off the map. I'm like, mm-hmm. one, that ignores the whole interpolitics of China, which is kind of a big deal. But two, you know, there is those, as you said, 25 million people there yeah. that have been trying so hard to survive, and I can't ascribe to anything that just says let's nuke them.
0: It's tricky, and I think. I feel like North Korea might know this and so they kind of act out however they feel like because they know that the world's kind of in a weird spot with them. First of all, there's the problem of what to do with the 25. L- let's say you went in and dealt with the, the with the military in North Korea, like yeah. the U S comes and they're like, we're tired of you firing missiles over Japan. We are allies with Japan and the constitution says that we have to protect Japan, which is, I think what it, I think it does say that. Yeah. And they're like, well, we need to we need to make good on that. You've fired one too many missiles. We're gonna come in there and deceat you. What do you do with the twenty-five million people that are in the country? So I know for a fact North South Korea doesn't want that to happen because South Korea doesn't want their economy to be ripped to shreds when twenty-five million people that can't contribute to the economy flood into flood into South Korea. These they are people, they are they are innocent people and they deserve a good life just like anybody else. But the fact of the matter is they're not educated. Yeah. They don't, they don't know anything other than what the government of North Korea wants them to know. They
1: don't to a very simple way to put it in perspective. They don't know the internet exists. They don't
0: know anything. And so you're going to put 25 million people into another country that to put it into perspective for the uh, the vast majority of this podcast listeners living in the U S it would be like having a random 160 million people who can't contribute to the economy flood into the United States. Can you imagine what that would do to the U.S.? It would be absolutely crippling to the government's budget. There, there'd be no way to support them all. And so, to there's 50 million people in North and South Korea. There's 25 million people in North Korea. So if you were just gonna tell the South Korean government that all of a sudden you have to, you have to find a way to support and. I don't know like uh, bring these bring these 25 million people up to the point where they can contribute adequately to, to the South Korean uh, way of life or whatever, that may not be possible. And so yeah. that's got to be a scary thought for, for South Korea and I'm sure that when when the conversation of let's go in and just b- destroy all of the military uh, and all the government that's been that's set up in North Korea, in addition to what China thinks about all that, which, honestly, I'm not sure China thinks that much because they're, they're benefiting from trade with the U.S. so much.
1: Well, I mean, I think it, it China's protections of North Korea came in many ways on principle, you know, back going back to the, the Korean War of China backed, you know, the northern side of Korea in the sense of, you know, they didn't want America to effectively be sharing a border with them. They didn't want a capitalist mm-hmm. country yeah. allied with America to be bordered with China, and so that kind of is the roots of you know why China backed North Korea. And, and that's also why a lot of people look to China and say China needs to help figure out this problem.
0: China is benefiting so much from trade with the, with the rest of the world and they and they're they're on the fast track to becoming a, one of the most powerful economies in the world. They already are, but' they're, but they're underdeveloped in a lot of ways and they, but they will get there and a lot and in those other ways as well through what they're doing now, which is, communism with capitalist principles which is what china does and they're benefiting a great deal with trade from major countries including japan including the united states particularly and they don't i can't imagine that china wants to get into a situation where no one's buying their products anymore because if china and the u.s get into a fight there's the, the other major countries in the world and namely i'd say most of the european countries like germany etc are going to side with the u.s and it's it's It'd be it'd be a difficult spot for China to do that to their own economy just to just to protect little old North Korea, who's basically the tr- the problem child anyway. But the other consideration, as I said, is is what would happen to South Korea, because I think that they would be responsible for taking on most of those people. And I just don't think they can do it.
1: Well, it, it is when I was in South Korea, I've been there two times, three times. Oh, God, the food is um, so good.
0: Oh, can we just so talk about how good kimchi is?
1: Oh God, yes! Kimchi
0: on on some rice with some bulgogi, and I am good for give
1: me give me that fermented cabbage. Just
0: give me just give me everything they eat in, in North Korea, in South Korea. Um, just give me all of it.
1: But uh, the what I was what I was gonna say was that um,
0: can I talk about bibimbap? Sure. <laughs> for a minute, how good that is! Oh, <laughs> bibimbap
1: oh. is real good.
0: <sighs> okay, if, you're ever um, at, okay. if you're
1: ever at a Korean restaurant, I recommend bulgogi or bibimbap. Yeah,
0: it's oh. Okay, sorry.
1: Um, but what I was what I was gonna say is it was interesting because when I when I travel to a country, oftentimes I'll I'll find myself in positions where I'm talking to locals. Maybe it's the person who runs the hostel I'm staying at, or the inn I'm staying at, or maybe it's a tour guide, or maybe it's you know just a person at a restaurant who happens to speak English. A host club boy. A host club boy. Oh, we all know
0: Chiaki and her host club boys.
1: Um, and uh, club black
0: were. Where, where where Yusuke comes in his in his in his suit and his tie to light Chiaki cigarettes. Mmm, this yeah, Chiaki with the cigarettes. Mm. <laughs>
1: um, but but I try I try to engage with locals as much as I can, and I try to make that engagement meaningful for for me and for them. And I like to ask questions, and and one of the questions that I liked to ask in South Korea is you know do you do you want to see Korea unified
0: do you want a unified Korea Do you
1: want a unified Korea and and I, I actually talked um, at length with this once um, while I was in Korea with my friend who um, Ms. Erica Central Parker who is half Japanese half Korean and you know she she grew up she went to I want to say like high school in in South Korea and so I All the Koreans that I've spoken to kind of have this same sort of consensus of idealistically.
0: I got this. Ready?
1: Yeah. I mean it's not quite that extreme, but, but at least oh, really? at least in my experience, a lot of the South Koreans that I've spoken to, and, and yes, it's a limited sample size and whatnot, again, my personal experience, where you know, they talk about the idea, they like the idea of a unified Korea again. They like that idealistic goal. But at the same time, they recognize that when you start getting into the minutiae of what a unified Korea would look like. That brings up some really hard questions, and and they realize that achieving that unified Korea would set back South Korea yeah. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And you know, South Korea has really grown over the past decade or so, decade or two.
0: Well, South and, Korea is a first world country. I mean, it's yeah. not. It's not. It's not this like. It. A lot of people don't travel, never traveled out of the U.S., and they don't know much about the rest of the world. Let me tell you, Korea, South Korea is not. What some people would think it is, it's about as developed as a place gets. I mean, high speed, high speed rails, um, powerful economy, powerful GDP. You know, we're talking South Korea having probably one of the top 10 or 15 highest standards of living in the world. I had to look that up. I probably can.
1: Yeah. Captain, um, Captain Avatar in the chat. Brings up the point that long-term reunification would be better for world stability. And earlier, he mentioned that if if Korea reunited under a South Korean rule or then just one Korean rule, um, America would not need to be there anymore. Um, and I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that. And 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 again, this is a problem in which there really is no clear answer because it what's going to be is going to be, and hopefully it works out for the best. But um, it, it is one of those things that you know. Yes, that that would be probably best for stability if Korea became one country, you know, and and freedom reigns. And yes, it's great to quote Hamilton. Um, but. The logistics of getting there have some really huge question marks with some really serious implications that. You know, South Korea as a country might say it's not worth the ideology of unifying. It's just not like we're sorry. It's just
0: not. But to put it into, into perspective, I have a list here of countries ranked on the HDI, the Human Development Index, which it puts together a lot of a lot of different values that makes an aggregate number that that is supposed to measure quality of life in a country. The highest quality of life in the world is Norway just throw that out there but the united states is 10th uh, japan is 17th south korea is 18th which makes um south korea coming in four four spots above france so we're not so we're not talking about a a second world country here but just to put it into perspective north korea is ranked 156th on the index yeah but south korea i mean you've got a country that's about as it's about the same as japan on on this on on the hdi and you need you have to look out for the people in your own country too i mean you can't having a bleeding heart and all that is great like you want to be able to help people but if you're helping people at the at the expense of your own people you know that's almost like betraying your own citizens in a way
1: well and i and
0: it's it's a tough decision that somebody might have to make eventually
1: I don't personally ascribe to that logic. I think sometimes you know, you help people because helping them is the right thing to do yeah, and your own people are willing to make that sacrifice. But are they? But,
0: I don't think they are. I
1: mean, it depends. I mean,
0: I'm sure there'd be some kind of a, a a conversation. I would hope that the people of South Korea would have their input heard on whether or not they wanted to have all these people in North Korea assimilated into their society. But you know, but it, there's no, it isn't like hope, hope is lost. I mean, there's a lot of land in North Korea that they could potentially use to make more food. Um, I, I, I don't know what's in North Korea. Does anybody know? I have no idea. But there's la- I know there's land up there, and I know that the land could be used for something. Uh, more housing, more, re- more natural resources, fishing. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know what kind of natural resources North Korea's got, but I know they have land in which food can be grown, at the very least. They could at least make enough food to feed the 25 million people. Yeah you know, using modern farming techniques, which I'm guessing North Korea doesn't have currently.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it is one of those things where it's like a reunification, a, a unified Korea is, is not a bad ideal, but the logistics of it, the, the more time that passes, the logistics get harder and harder because I mean, another thing, um, that, Katayuki cat in the chat brings up that's really good to mention. That is another thing that in the South Koreans that I personally spoke to brought up is that there are distinct cultural differences now, too. And 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 it's something that I've heard that I also heard in that one that one TED talk about the North Korean who escaped North Korea and the story of her life and getting reunited with her family and whatnot. She talked about going to South Korea and these, you know, staunch cultural differences that existed. Between her, even though she, they were both quote unquote Korean, she felt like an outsider. But
0: well, what is the culture of North Korea? I mean, it's, I don't know much about North Korea and let's be fair. N- does anybody really? But from what I've seen from documentaries and things like that is that from my thought about North Korea is that it's, it's just this, it's this country where these people are, are being imprisoned by their own ignorance that's put in place by the government And so if there's any culture in North Korea, is it even a real culture or is it just something that's being that's being built and established by the government? But
1: does it matter? Because to an individual person, that is their culture. That is the framework in which they have grown up to understand the world.
0: I can't agree with that. It's not your own culture. If it's not a culture that you are, you really ascribing to a culture if you're essentially a prisoner in your own country?
1: Does anyone ascribe to culture? You are a product of culture. You grow up in a culture. You don't choose and say, mm, I like that culture today."
0: That's not true. People if if I don't like if I don't like living in Florida, I'll move to Massachusetts or something. Or if I don't like living in the US, I'll move to Canada. I can do what I want. People in North Korea are literally imprisoned in North Korea. There are walls and bombs and landmines and things that keep them from leaving. And so yes, they're, they're, I, it's not like they're choosing their own culture. They're, they are, they're being held there. No,
1: but there. what I'm saying is that we are all brought up in a cultural framework. The way that we understand the world is supported by the cultural framework in which we surround ourselves, whether that is by force or by choice is irrelevant.
0: I just think that culture is this thing that, is, that develops over time on its own and by the people that live in a specific area. And you can't, you can't talk about who, who created the culture in, in, in the U.S. or who created the culture in, in Colombia or some other country. It just is because over the, over a 1,000 years or, whatever, or however long the country's history is, that has been how people have done things. North Korea, I don't know much about it, again, but I know that the government there is controlling every aspect of life in North Korea, and it's not like their culture is this naturally occurring thing like the rest of the countries in the world it's being put in place by the government. So that doesn't feel quite the same as, as a culture that naturally develops over time. Do you understand what I'm trying to, the, the difference I'm trying to set there? I, I don't. Okay. Well, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. It could be <laughs> true. I, I, I mean, although, although I did step foot in North Korea for like 10 minutes. At the DMZ. At the DMZ. And those guys there with their sunglasses on look pretty badass.
1: I mean, I, I, I agree. I agree with most of the consensus in the chat that which seems to be that, you know, the the best way to handle North Korea, quote unquote, is if there is a power shift from within. Yeah. If the change is driven by the people, comes from the people, they make that choice. There's a coup, you know, that kind of thing. But but the questions of the aftermath remain of what that looks like and, and how to to try to, you know, stabilize the country and quite frankly hopefully make it you know a, a better more comfortable place rainbow
0: warrior says the country of north korea is only 70 years old is that true yeah
1: it started in the north korean war so or, sorry started in the korean war so rather.
0: then the so then the entire country's history has existed under kim jong-il and kim jong-un because if that's the case like they're basically they basically created like they everyone went and got into a room and they went here's what the culture will be and they just invented it and the yeah. whole culture is centered around making sure that the regime and power—the great leader, yeah—making sure that the regime and power will stay there, yeah. So, like, what kind of a culture is that we're talking about? It's some artificially manufactured thing. I'm not saying thing. it's
1: a good culture. I'm just saying it is a culture.
0: I don't know if I agree. That's fair. I think culture is natural, and I think that if it's put in place to keep people in power and power, then that's something different. That's like brainwashing. That's that's a that is a social institution that's being manufactured
1: social institutions are a part of culture
0: but that naturally exist in the culture okay whatever that that are
1: structured okay like
0: so i saw a documentary once where a doctor went into this is actually interesting i can't remember the name of it but i'm sure you can find it on netflix or whatever
1: by the way one quick mention um just just things in the chat to make sure that we stay kind of as accurate as possible um, which we're probably not. Yeah. You know, the country started with Kim Il-sung, which was the grandfather to Kim Jong-un, okay, yeah. the current leader. And, um, the country started after world war
0: two. Okay. I don't think that changed my point at all. It's just, no, no, the whole country existed just, under the same family.
1: I, 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 I think I had said that it started with the Korean war and I, you know, this would imply that it predated.
0: So here are two ideas. So I saw a documentary that where a doctor had gone into North Korea and was removing cataracts from people's eyes. So there was a, there was a doctor, an eye doctor, who could pour, perform a very quick a quick procedure on people, and there were th- tens of thousands of people that, that, had, that were blind because they had cataracts and didn't have the, the appropriate medical care.
1: Oh, yes, to, I know this documentary.
0: To do it on their own, so this Western doctor comes in and helps the people. I think that's great. I think it's great that the government let that happen. But, as you might expect... They had done it and they had to be done in a certain way. So they did it in a way that the first thing that that the blind people could see when they got their sight back was a picture of the great leader. Um, They actually did it. You know,
1: but I think they also wanted to, of course, then it's also the did they want to because they wanted to or because they had to. But yeah.
0: And so then they go up in there and they they pray to to the great leader for their eyesight. And that's just the mentality of the people, of, of some of the people, at least. I don't know how many, but what percentage of the people are like that. I imagine if you're born in that country, that's all you ever will know. But so someone in the chat where someone was talking about a coup d'etat, like overthrow the government. But if all but if the people in the government are really like that, if the people, if the, if the, if the civilians really feel that way, then maybe there won't be a coup d'etat. I know that in, in, in throughout Chinese history a lot of the times when there is an insurrection and the government is overthrown, it is done by a proletariat uprising. The the downtrodden people rise up and overthrow the government because the situation... That's
1: much uprisings are.
0: Yeah, because the situation... French is Revolution. So, yeah, the, yeah, French Revolution, because, because, it's, because the, the situation is so bad. The question is, do the people in North Korea have the... Do they have the mindset and or the means? Do they even have enough strength? Do they have the food? Do they have weapons so they have anything that could even be remotely used to overthrow a heavily armed pe- group of people i don't know how i don't know how well, big north korean army is but
1: i would i would say strengthen numbers one to this and two there are actually a lot of efforts that have been put forward both by north korean defectors and south koreans and other groups to um infuse the North the average North Korean person with information of the outside world for this exact belief of if they watch media from the outside world, if they consume you know, if they see pictures of America and see that it's not this, you know, post apocalyptic wasteland that the government has made it out to be, but that it's nice. If they see T V. Um, one of one of I thought a really interesting thing that I that I heard I want to say on the TED talk um, about kind of you know North Korea and whatnot was that one of the most effective things to send would be USB sticks with TV shows and and one of the most effective clips mm-hmm. was one from CSI oh, actually yeah? and it was a episode it, or rather not just CSI but the one that they referenced was CSI and it was an episode in which. A person who was arrested was read their rights, the Miranda rights, basically, which are the "you have the right to remain silent," "you have the right to an attorney," "you have the right," you know, blah 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 blah. I don't know them all, but and and it's the reason why it's so effective is because they you know aren't used to having those rights or even being told that they have those. I rights. think
0: we should send anime.
1: Anime is another thing that does get sent for sure. Really? Yeah.
0: What kind of anime?
1: I don't know that, but
0: is it like is it like clips of Goku eating a like thousand bowls of rice porridge?
1: I'm gonna say yes
0: because I mean, I, I want to eat a thousand bowls of rice porridge. So my other thought was, so someone in the chat, it was Peter Wright, says the military is also made up of people, but given that I don't know much about North Korea, my thought would be, I'm sure the military in Korea in North Korea are treated much better than the average person. That's my thought. They're probably fed better, they have better they live better lives. I don't know that for sure, but that's that's my hunch. But the other thought is if and this is not that likely, I imagine, but if, if the government were to be unseated by the US or anybody else, is there any possibility of sending the people in North Korea to China, given that they're allies?
1: well so so that's where that's where many North Koreans defect to currently there there's uh the china the border they share with China is the, one of the easiest ways to defect um, but the chinese the Chinese government doesn't really want them either so
0: yeah so in the area of china that the area of China that borders North Korea is uh, the um it was basically just like a mining area. There's a name for that, man. What is the name of it? They fought over it a lot in the in various wars because it's rich in minerals. But I can't remember the name of it exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, I mean that is one thought. You know, they already share a border. If um, if the if the government of North Korea is overthrown, which border gets open? Is it the South Korean border or the Chinese border? And or maybe they split them and take and take fifty fifty. Maybe. Maybe they split it in a way in which they they go oh well then the South Korean economy can only handle five million people. China a lot bigger. China has a much bigger economy. You can take the other twenty million. I mean, figure out a way to get these people out of North out of North Korea, and then maybe maybe you start educating them, put them through the five years of education they need to get them up to speed, and then introduce them into the into the economy.
1: I think it'll take a lot more than five years. Well,
0: however long it takes, um, first first let's feed them, get them some food. And then get them some beef bowls. that's what I would want and get um, get them introduced into into the other economies in a way that is productive but they, but for right now, in terms of Japan, people in Japan were scared of North Korea when I was teaching there i I had one on one discussions with as you did, Chiaki, with with students, and the older people wanted to talk about North Korea, and they were scared, yeah. Um, Japan is, there's a, Peter Payne in, introduced an, uh, a concept to us, was dumb in the head from too much peace. Do you remember that?
1: Yes, I remember it's, when he talked about that.
0: He talks about, there's, there's a term in Japan called being dumb in the head from too much peace. Jap- Japan is, has been enjoying such a ridiculous peace for so long that the people there don't even realize, like, they don't, they don't understand the reality of what's going on. Japan doesn't have a military and... There's no crime even inside of Japan, really, and so the people there are very scared of North Korea. It's simple as that. And if and if uh, if all I had to defend my country with was like was basically a coast guard, I don't think I'd be feeling too too good either. But you know, Japan has also had a couple of nuclear bombs dropped on them, so they probably are a little timid about having missiles fired over their country. So I just think it's terrible.
1: Yeah. It is.
0: to have to live like that and not knowing i mean we don't have people firing missiles over the u.s or on a side note i'm looking at a chart here about the missile traveling and um it looks like it only took 15 minutes to fly 1700 miles that's crazy
1: that orbit though.
0: i mean that's ridiculous that's 15 minutes that's that's 4,000, 4, that's, is, can that be right? 6,400 miles an hour? That can't be right, can it? Can a missile fly 6,000 miles an hour? Because according to this, according to this image on, on the New York Times, it has an arc from North Korea to the middle of the ocean. It says it traveled 1,700 miles, and then they have the amount of time it took to travel that distance, and it says 15 minutes. And I'm thinking, wow, that is, that's like, that's like somewhere between the speed of light and the speed of sound and I didn't realize missiles were traveling at the speed of light, so...
1: Fun fact. Fun fact. How fast can if a missile you, travel? If you go to... If you um, google space.com, how intercontinental ballistic missiles work, there's an infographic.
0: Oh, good. Well, how fast do they travel?
1: Well, so... As far as... Um, this is talking about battlefield ranges. This isn't as much talking about all of that, but basically... The idea to think about is that it's going in that orbital arc. Yeah. It's going up and then back down. It's not necessarily like an as the crow flies on the ground, which cuts out distance.
0: The, the, the purpose of putting it into space might be to reduce wind resistance. I don't know. it probably D- help.
1: Distance, too. Good.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a distance. that's a bunch of, like, geometry that I'm not prepared to discuss. <laughs> so... That's just a current event topic in the world right now. Um, very timely considering that this last launching of a missile was probably the, the most impactful, the one that we've had. Um, it traveled far enough that people, I think, feel like North Korea is getting close to being able to fire a missile just about anywhere. If they can fire a missile some untold number of miles that are at least 1,700-mile radius,
1: I believe it are- gets you
0: pretty far. I mean, you're, you're able to hit most other Asian countries with that. Um, and Guam, I think, is not that far from that. Yes? So,
1: North Korea is currently in range to hit the continental United States all the way up to about Michigan.
0: Oh, so they can hit Michigan with a missile. Yeah. Wow. Well, then.
1: New York City is... Just just out of range right now, but like main.
0: Are you in closing this this topic? Are you interested in saying what you would like to have happen, or is that too touchy for you?
1: Uh, what I would like to have
0: happen to North Korea, because uh, no, you can't just I sit mean, here. Can you just sit here until they bomb us? If that day comes, will we all look stupid if we just sat back and did nothing?
1: See, I don't. I don't actually think that's going to happen. I think a lot of the nuclear missiles are just the people in power in north korea don't want to lose power that's all they care about is staying in power and so the whole nuclear missile thing is a way to show off their power within the country and keep the rest of the world at the end of a long stick basically saying stay away we have the the, the scary thing stay away um
0: that makes some that makes some sense
1: so i don't y- do do I do I think North Korea is quote unquote crazy enough to actually nuke somebody? Yeah, I, that is a legitimate fear of mine personally. But do I think that they're developing their nuclear program because they actually want to nuke somebody? No, because what if they actually nuked somebody, it would be the end of them. Yeah. And the whole thing of the north korean regime is wanting to just keep themselves in power so that would put an end to themselves being in power um because if they actually nuke somebody the world would have to take action at that point um what i would want to see happen i i would and 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 it's you know the the short answer is i would love to see the north korean people be freed of the north korean regime um
0: Angry. I can I can I, I can go along with that.
1: What I what I would like to see happen is a sort of I would I, I do think the uprising should come from within mm-hmm. North Korea. I think the government should get overthrown and then I think the rest of the world should come together to support this new government in whatever it is that they kind of want to do. If they wanna stay their own independent nation, um, fine, but welcome them as a part of the world so that another regi- regime doesn't just get put in its place that's just as crazy.
0: I actually think that if they fired a missile at the U.S., it would just get shot down, first of all. Well,
1: that's, I mean, that too. There's there's the there's the the nuclear umbrella that the U.S. has that basically we have systems to shoot down. Yeah, likely. so
0: I don't think that, would, and so that it would not work, and then we'd have proof that they were going to try to nuke us, and then we would just go blow them up, but, you know, as you do. Yeah. As, as we do. That's how the U.S. kind of operates. All right. Well, since since I since I pretty much mirror your sentiments, I would just take us to a news break, I guess. All right. But but I would add that if if the if the government in North Korea does get unseated, who will Dennis Rodman hang out with?
1: Oh God. All right. Take the care. The worm. When when we come back from this news break, we are going to have a review on the anime ACCA.
0: I actually put another in-show weekly trivia question in here. Oh, Just to try it on. Just to try it on.
1: We're we're trying something new. I'm so not used to this happening. Well, so the next in-show weekly trivia question for this news break is, in the anime, Maria, the Virgin Witch, a.k.a. Junketsu no Maria, took place during what historical war between England and France?
0: All right, and we'll be back with the answer to that and so much more after the news break, so don't go anywhere. Hey, all you crazy anime addicts out there, this is Mitsugi. I'm back, and it's time for more anime news. Leading us off this time, we have Nintendo, who lost a lawsuit with another company, iLife Technologies, recently a jury in Dallas, Texas. Found in favor of iLife Technologies, which was suing Nintendo over the usage of its, of its motion sensing technology, patent infringement on the use of this tech in Wii controllers, which contained the motion, motion sensing technology, iLife originally filed a lawsuit back in 2013 and won $144 million in damages for the illegal use of the patent technology which was about $4 for each of the 36 million Wii systems that were sold prior to the lawsuit occurring. Now, it looks like they only received about $10 million from the court, which is not even 10% of what they were originally asking for, but it is a win for that company. iLife uses the motion sensing tech to monitor infants for various infant-related syndromes and also to monitor the elderly for falls inside their homes. And it was not proper for Nintendo to use the iLife Motion technology in their Wii in their mode controllers without paying royalties to that company first Moving on an anime known as how to keep an a mummy Which is an adaptation of Kakeru Utsugi's manga how to keep a mummy is Getting it has had its main cast set and it will premiere in 2018 the cast includes Mutsumi Tamura as as Sora, Ka- Kashiwagi, Keisuke, K- uh, Komoto, Himika, Akanea, Ai, Kayano, and others. Now, the story of the anime is, according to Crunchyroll, when high school student Sora Kashiwagi finds himself s- staring down a mysterious oversized package sent to him by his self-proclaimed adventurer father... The last thing he expects is for it to be opened and from the inside by a little mummy so small it can fit in the palm of his hand. So this is, sounds like an interesting title that's going to be coming out next year. So for those of you that like, want to watch a cute anime about a cute little mummy that can fit in your pocket, you might want to look out for this coming out next year. Now, we don't often talk about Toonami on this podcast. However, it looks like Cowboy Bebop is coming back to Toonami from September 9th, and there's quite a number of different anime-related titles on that Toonami block, including Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball Z Kai, Stardust Crusaders, Tokyo Ghoul, Hunter x Hunter, on the Third, Naruto Shippuden, Outlaw Star, Cowboy Bebop, and Attack on Titan, making it a very, very strong lineup from 11 p.m. until 4 a.m. in the morning. So, this was the first time that Cowboy Bebop has been on the Toonami block since 2012. So that's exciting for those of you that like to follow Toonami. And lastly, rounding us out, Made in Abyss's anime final episode is going to be a one-hour special. It was announced by the Twitter account for Made in Abyss that this 13th and final episode will indeed be one hour long. So the the anime is not quite at the ninth, not quite at the final episode yet. But it sounds like for those of you watching it, you have something for epic in store because they need a full hour to deliver the, the conclusion of that series. This was Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break. Now you know what's next. It's time for the podcast.
2: Talking about anime is fun. Even though every host of the AAA podcast is super addicted to anime, we do have other hobbies.
1: I write and read a lot of books. Kimiko is a bartender.
2: I love comics. And Mitsugi and I both love sports.
1: And I think we all love video games and movies.
2: That's why we made Hobby Addicts.
1: Yep. They're brand new podcasts about other hobbies we
2: enjoy. If you want to get a new episode of Hobby Addicts every week, head to aaapodcast.com slash join and select the $5 tier.
1: You'll need to make a membership if you haven't already or don't have one from the forums. But once you do and get yourself signed up, you'll be enjoying all kinds of new content from the AAA podcast.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: in our 386th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Where'd we go? I don't know.
0: N- not, not not too far.
1: Not too far. So our second in-show weekly trivia question was the anime Maria the Virgin Witch, a.k.a. Junketsuno Maria, took place during what historical war between England and France? The answer is...
0: The 100 Years War. The
1: 100 Years War. Yes. So... We have our five-star review before we get into yeah. our review of Aka A-C-C-A.
0: My goal is for us to have more 5 star, more reviews. They don't have to be five-star, but more reviews than we have episodes. Cool. So we have like 337 reviews on iTunes and we have 386 episodes of the podcast, which means we're off by about 50. So get to work, people. Make it happen. I know you can do it. <laughs> so you can go to iTunes, and leave a review. So um, this
1: one was... L- uh, this, this review was by
0: Left and, G- and Gemin.
1: I like how five stars not bad um, just found this after browsing for an anime podcast lots of episodes but I doubt I'll go through all the backlogs you probably shouldn't we sounded terrible like the vibe between the hosts in the most recent episodes one of the male hosts confused members of of the future tech lab Steins Gate with characters from Psycho Pass. I don't know if it was on purpose or not but it made me laugh I'm going to guess that it wasn't on purpose, but we're going to say that it was and just go with that. Just roll with it. Yeah, why, why not? not?
0: So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you for my very much for your five-star review. It is it is valuable to us. Cool. When people are scrolling through show podcasts on iTunes and they're like, "Wow, there's 500 anime podcasts on here." And they check the reviews and, well, we have five five out of fives, five out of five stars and 337 reviews. It makes us look it makes us look good. It makes me feel happy in my pants.
1: And we want meat
0: to eat. You do want me to feel happy in my pants.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. So here's here comes a review that we are very unprepared for. Woo. Um, Aka, otherwise known as Sanjuku... I don't even know if we can do this review, to be honest. Sanjuku Kansatsuka. So let's see here. So this is an anime that came out... I don't even know when it came out. Let me look it up. Aka... Came out in it's pretty old now, January of twenty of twenty seventeen, and finished up towards the end of March.
1: How is this still on the list? Oh, this was one of Kimiko's.
0: We're we're a little we're a little behind, and we need to trim a few of them to be honest. Yeah. To catch up, but this is this is probably one that should have been trimmed, but because life is so chaotic right now, I I picked one that was short, and the other two ones that we have to do from this season are not short. So.
1: so- so this, this anime is based off of a manga by Natsume Ono. Um, actually, published by Square Enix, which is interesting. Well, they do publish things. Yeah, they do. Um, Natsume Ono, if that name sounds familiar, it's because she first gained prominence through the 2003 webcomic La Quinta Camera, um, which was subsequently... La Quinta?
0: Sounds like a... That's not a hotel chain.
1: L-A-Q-I-N-T-A. La Quinta I'm, Ends and Suites? I'm probably saying okay. that wrong. Um, but the uh, uh, one of her other notable works is House of Five Leaves.
0: Oh well, we which, know that one.
1: Yeah, um, so it is based off of a manga that went that went from 2013 to 2016. It is complete at six volumes, which is actually kind of nice to see because usually anime are made to kind of promote manga sales and sometimes it's a shame and they end without an ending and it's just kind of like go buy the manga um so the manga is completed um this television anime series um is produced by studio madhouse and it aired from as mitsuki said january 10th 2017 to march 28th with a total of 12 episodes directed
0: by shingo natsume who also directed one punch man
1: oh really and
0: space dandy
1: oh dang
0: Dance-based Andy's second season. So it's not like, so this guy's pretty, he's become popular. I mean, yeah, he's he's a young guy. He looks very young in his photo. He can't be more than like mid, he can't be more than 40. But yeah, so this anime is, I was watching it and and I'm sitting down at my diner this morning watching it. (laughs) I was having a club, a club sandwich, which Cornelius, the cat mascot, destroyed the second half of earlier today. Never walk away from your food around a cat that can, that's large enough to pull things off of your countertop without ever leaving the floor.
1: And without ever having a regret.
0: And he didn't even want to eat it. He just wanted to ruin my food. so Because it was everywhere. <laughs>
1: In true cat fashion. Just destroyed just, the sandwich. He was
0: just being an asshole. So Madhouse, they, they have to hate money. They, they just do. Because this anime, there is no way it was popular. It can't be. It, it has none of the popular traits that make anime enjoyable for people. And that's not to say it's a bad show or a good show. I'm merely saying there's no moe, there's no cute girls, there's no fighting, there's no magic, there's no um, slice of life, there's no pop culture references, none of that. Nothing Nothing in it that you would expect from an anime that's popular is in this show.
1: So what is in it, Mitsuki?
0: Lots of like political talks and... Uh, um, eating of bread and lots of smoking of cigarettes.
1: Eating of bread?
0: Yeah, it's weird. This show is... What the hell? I don't, I don't even know. I, I watched eight episodes of it, so I didn't finish it. I'm, I am going to review it, but it's about... a. It's about. I found out a few episodes in that it didn't actually take place in Japan or in any country in the world. It takes place in a fictitious kingdom called Doha, which is divided into 13 states, which how many colonies does the, does the Hunger Games have?
1: Um... Well, thirteen. I the, thought so. The thirteenth is yeah.
0: So not not I'm not saying there's a connection, but I just think it's funny. And the this this department called ACA is celebrating its 100th anniversary. And the individual states, the agency, the individual states are sort of overseen by this agency called ACA that is supposed to do investigations and audits to make sure that there's like no corruption going on and gene gene otis i will call him otis is the second highest ranking member of this agency and he goes around from district to district or i'm calling them districts now um from kingdom to from state to state or whatever doing checks on data and on the people that and just doing random audits of the different of the different states to ensure that everything is sort of um, going according to, like, make sure that there's no corruption going on. And early on in the series, he actually does discover some corruption in the in his own organization and puts an end to it. And then as the show goes on, a lot of what happens is that Otis sort of travels from state to state and he's doing his individual audits. And throughout the process, there is fear from various members of the government that Otis is... Like traveling information around from place to place, helping to support an insurrection that could be to, that could be brewing in, in the in the kingdom, and so the government has chosen his best friend, her supposedly his best friend whose name is Nino, to Nino Cooney. Nino, I can't wait for the new Nino Cooney, although I'm so behind on video games. It's I have like seven games to play. The to sort of follow him and be his shadow all the time and to keep tabs on what he's doing because they they don't think he's a criminal necessarily but they want to keep an eye on him and make sure there's something weird going on basically mm. and the reason why i mentioned all that bread and cigarettes is because cigarettes are for some reason really a rare commodity in the show and he smokes them constantly and um, he smokes about as many cigarettes as space pirate Cobra smokes cigars. I mean, literally every, every single scene he's lighting up. The cigar
1: is his disguise,
0: but he's not nearly, he's not even, he's not even an eighth of as cool, as cool as Cobra, but let's be cool. I mean, let's be clear. Probably nobody is. Mm. So yeah, he goes on business trips and they drink a lot and he tries to uncover corruption and his sister, I guess, is his sister who lives with him? I, I can't. I don't even know what her name is. But they eat a lot of bread and bread with nuts and toast and sandwich bread that's been toasted but soft on the inside.
1: I got you, Mitsugi. Yeah. These nuts?
0: Yeah. Yeah, for real. Um, the show, the theme song is good. The opening theme song is done by... Oh. Uh, Kadaiuki cat in
1: the one, three notes. Katayuki cat in the chat says the show is fifty percent political intrigue, fifty percent po- food porn, also a lot of cigarettes smoked.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it honestly felt like there was a lot more food porn and cigarettes than there were than there was political intrigue, and as the show sort of wore on through the middle, I started to get lost in what was happening. It started to feel almost like it was becoming an episodic show where he hit one where he hits one state every episode, and. I felt like throughout... Like I said, I didn't finish it. This is fully transparent. I watched about eight episodes.
1: I didn't start it.
0: Chucky didn't even watch it, so um, throw your tomatoes at her, I guess. I, I actually thought this was one of your shows, but the fact that it's one of Kimiko's makes perfect sense. Well, because the joke is that, you know, Kimiko never shows up for her own reviews. Oh. Right? So, yeah. And um, I felt like as the show wore on the it, it stopped there weren't that many political developments occurring. He was just being followed by his friend and eventually he discovered that he was being followed. and i I just i couldn't I feel I couldn't help but feel like there was some kind of symbolic message occurring with the cigarettes and with the bread and all that and but it wasn't made obvious enough for me to tell you what it was. The only thing I can say is that some kingdoms some states really lacked the 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 quality of life to be able to support something like something as um, upscale as smoking cigarettes. And so they really frowned on the fact that he was doing it, but he didn't care anyway. And then there were some States that, you know, didn't have this or that, or they had something unique and they would explore that in the episode. But I, I, I didn't really see the political intrigue aspect of it being all that important. Like there wasn't a tremendous amount of that occurring as far as I could see. Mm. Do you have any questions? It would be helpful.
1: Well, so this this show sounds like from the people in the chat and from what I'm kind of reading people saying in the chat, you know, this show is, quote unquote, highbrow or, you know, it's a lot of political intrigue. Would it? Would you say it's the kind of show that you really need to watch it and try to pick up on all the nuances and whatnot?
0: Like watch it closely? Um, Probably. Yeah. I mean. There's not, it's the kind of show I feel like where if you miss some important points in a discussion, you could be missing something that's very important that would confu- that would leave you confused. So in the sense that it's not really the kind of show that I would sit down and watch with, with my friends around a coffee table while I play board games. You know, I'm, I'm not going to bust that elder sign while, I, while I'm playing, while I'm watching this. I reserve those for like red line and movies like that that I don't have to really watch every minute of. I just look up and it's enjoyable and then I look down. Yeah. This is like one of those, it's really dry. Like there's almost no humor. There's no humor in it really. There's no action. There's no comedy really. There's just very like dry sort of government types going around doing their business. And I don't know. W- Very uh, special person for, would watch this.
1: How how would you want to see it end?
0: Um, well, it would be, I, I don't know where it's going because there wasn't much time left from the point where I left off, but it would be interesting to sort of see him find out who was getting ready to overthrow the government and then stop it from happening because that's the sole purpose of his department, where he belongs. They were going to shut down his department at the beginning of the show, this AKA they call it, Mm-hmm. they were going to shut it down because there's so much peace and, and happiness and just lack of corruption, et cetera, in the country that they felt like they didn't even need this old dinosaur of a division that was there to stop those types of activities from occurring because it's almost yeah. like in Japan. Japan, I feel like they don't have very many police officers. I saw w- one police car a week maybe, and the reason for that in my head was because Japan has a low crime rate. There's not a whole lot of crime happening. They don't need to have this overstuffed police force. Well, in this anime, it, the, the kingdom is so so peaceful that they don't need this division anymore. So there was a point in the beginning of the show where they were going to shut it down and everybody was going to be sent their, on their merry way, sort of laid off or whatever. And he and the, and the main character Otis kept kept putting in transfer requests because he didn't want to do this job anymore. But then on episode two or three, he discovers corruption in his side of his own department while he's auditing another state. And through that discovery, they decide to keep the kid keep the department open
2: okay. because
0: of his discovery and that they actually solved a problem. Now, what I'd like to see happen is that I'd like to see his department actually do what it's meant to do and maybe they discover the source of the insurrection that that is supposedly occurring and put a stop to it. And then they get the credit for it and the department thrives. Like that would be sort of I I honestly wouldn't give a shit really if it had to happen or not because I'm not very invested in this. But it would be nice to see the, the department achieve what it's do what it was meant to do in the first place.
1: What did you enjoy most about the show for what from what you watched?
0: That's an interesting question. Um, I, I didn't find it to be very enjoyable. It's not very it's not very fun to watch. I will say. There are anime out there that are profound and deep, but they find ways to be enjoyable also. Like Showa Gendoku, which we love, is it's very profound and it has very complex characters in it, and it's a very serious show. But there's also romance and and de- debauchery and just things that normal people would do at, late at night, you know, in the in that show. Yeah. This show doesn't have any of that in it. It's it's a lot of. Um, smoking cigarettes and talking that's okay which is why when i'm while i'm watching it i i feel like madhouse just doesn't care about money i mean they, they just don't and i'd love to look up i I'm, i know there's a website that i had bookmarked somewhere that 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 shows the sales of like dvds and whatnot but and this might be it right here actually let me see if i can find Aka on this list nope never mind this is a a economic study on the 23 anime industry gross profits and sales it's not what I wanted. <laughs> but I just can't... I, I think this is another one of those shows that Madhouse took on. It, it feels like a Tamina anime to me, honestly. Really? Yeah, it sort of has that like cerebral slow pacing to it that is, I think, characteristic of a lot of the Tamina stuff. But it's not. And, no, and, and from what I can tell, the Tamina shows don't do very well either. But this show... It, it, it had to be a flop. There's no way. Um, I can't I can't imagine them selling a single figure. I can't imagine there being a big fan base for, for DVD sales or whatever. So when you asked me what I enjoyed about the anime, um, I would say that it didn't look horrible. like some of the art was okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, the backgrounds at times looked nice, but they lacked detail and they lacked movement. like there'd be a scene where they'd be sitting in like a city. And behind them, they'd have all the buildings very well, very nicely drawn out. But then there'd be no people or cars or anything in the background. So the backgrounds are sort of sparse. Like they they have nice they have nice buildings and whatnot. But the in terms of movement, there's not much going on. Yeah. And I hate that in anime where they you can tell that they're trying to limit the amount of movement in a shot because they either don't have the budget or the time to make it look like it would in real life. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can imagine trying to animate something like Times Square in New York, you just couldn't do it. Yeah. That's the kind of thing where in like Ponyo, for the Ghibli movies, in, in, in Ponyo, there was a scene where Ponyo was like swimming in the ocean and there were thousands of um little Ponyos like swimming around. It's, it, was, it was when Ponyo first escapes the ocean and there's like that like scene where the storm comes or whatever and she turns into a human. And there was so much detail happening in one of those shots that I remember, I remember hearing in a documentary how like ridiculous it was to get that scene. And they can only do like 10 or 15 seconds of animation at that level because it was so detailed. That's just kind of like this show doesn't have any of that in it. And it's kind of to be expected, but you can just tell when an anime doesn't really want to does it doesn't and won't have the animation that you want. Yeah. It's like when you got six people in a shot, and one of them will talk and everyone else is not moving. And then the one that's talking will stop and then someone else will start talking. But at any one point, only one thing is moving at once. And that's barely animation, to be honest. That's a still image with lip flaps. And I'm not saying that's what this show was, but I wouldn't call the animation astounding. It looked nice. like the, It's drawn well, but it's not, it doesn't move well. Okay. The music, the opening theme song is good. But I can't really put my finger on what the rest of the music sounded like, even though I just watched most of it today, because it's just not very memorable. I so really,
1: have other questions?
0: Yeah, come on now.
1: Well, do we do we need to?
0: No, I mean I don't know. I I, I don't I don't know who exactly I would recommend this anime for.
1: It honestly sounds like something I would like.
0: I mean, it, like, I mean, it might be. <laughs> I think
1: it's funny that I didn't get a chance to watch it. And
0: I, I actually don't I actually don't dislike this show. I just think that it's a little slow and dry. I mean, it's. Like, the Twelve Kingdoms has lots of political intrigue in it, trust me, there's lots of that, Uh, but the Twelve Kingdoms is also a fantasy anime that has a lot of interesting things happening all over the different spots in the world. It's almost Game of Thrones-esque, where there's characters scattered in different kingdoms different places, and they're constantly jumping from place to place, giving you looks at Kingdom of N, Kingdom of Kai, Kingdom of K, all those different places to give you that political intrigue Sparta is sprinkled in with some fantasy and some action elements this show is pretty much just the political intrigue and the characters aren't interesting and there's almost no female characters in it there's one girl who's like a highly high official who's who looks like she could have become a a love interest of the main character her name is um mauve uh move m-a-u-v-e and she's kind of like interested in the main character romantically like they go on a couple dates but like i don't think anything would anything's going to come from that i think if anything she's using him for information or whatever so it's not a bad show i think unless you're like into political intrigue and that's like what you want like if you it's like i want to watch a show about politics and i don't want to have any moe or comedy or anything stupid in my show i just want to have not that comedy is stupid but if you're looking for a political intrigue you might not want that in your show yeah then that, then maybe this is for you. Give it a shot. It, but it, the, the tone of the show is pretty much the same from episode one through eight. So you're gonna, you'll know what you're getting pretty quickly. It's like it's, 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 it's consistent. That said, I didn't really enjoy it very much. I thought it was boring. So I'm gonna give it uh, three, um, three cigarettes. I smoked all at once out of five.
1: Three like the three episodes you didn't watch out of five.
0: Yeah, but I can't imagine much happened in the three episodes I didn't watch. All right. And actually, I wouldn't be discussing these episodes anyway. But yes, I didn't finish it. So you can crucify me if you want to.
1: The people in the chat apparently, though, when you were talking about how you would have wanted it to end, were saying, like, it basically exactly happens. Oh, I
0: predicted it. That's awesome. All right. So shall we move on to the news breaks? Yeah. Or the mailbags? Yep. Okay. So let me me find this mailbag drop.
1: It's time for an almighty anime mailbag.
0: I feel silly doing that dance all alone. Anime, anime. Mmm, mailbag. It's so ridiculous that you guys have it like choreographed. (laughs) Flat out embarrassing.
1: It is not embarrassing. It is. I am honored. All right, if you want to submit a mailbag, you can go to A. Honored by who?
0: I called you embarrassing.
1: I'm honored to assume the mantle of the okay. mailbag dance. Okay. If you want to submit a mailbag, you can go to aaapodcast.com and hit on the mailbag button. The first mailbag comes from Da Beluga. Baby Beluga. Sorry. Um, what? what? That song from when you were a kid? Baby Beluga, like a
0: beluga in beluga whale. deep blue sea. Okay, alright.
1: Swim so wild. And he
0: Throw <laughs> a spear at me cause it's Japan and we eat those. <laughs> 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 well, they do. We ate whale.
1: The mailbag. Did is we not? Did,
0: did we not eat whale? Hello, a- wait a second. Wait a second. A- wait a podcast. second. Did we not eat whale? Yeah. Was it not tasty? It was. End of story.
1: No. Um. The past two years have been full of familial deaths and have been overall depressing for my for me. So my question is, what are your recommendations for comfort anime manga? I look forward to receiving your anime in about two to three months. Um. Firstly, one. Sorry if it's that late. But two. It and is. Foremost. Um. Sorry about the past two years and your losses and your trials. And you're, hopefully still you're, hanging in there. you're still a smart ass, though. You're um, still a smart ass, though. Anime that come to my head that will always make me smile um, Sweetness and Lightning, Warms Your Soul. Um, that is heavily about family, though, so I don't know if that's going to, mm. um, depending mm. on the loss. Um, Barakamon is a really good anime that is heartwarming. Uh, one that comes to my mind that I love, Cheese Sweet Home. Not the newest season though, because they made it CG and that's garbage.
0: Oh, um, it, but it's Cheese Sweet Home. It's so cute.
1: It's so cute, but it's garbage. Well, you have a hundred.
0: You have at least a hundred episodes of the first Cheese Sweet Home. Yeah. Why did they do it in CG? I don't that's know. It's a bad choice. I wrote down School Rumble. It's. Sh- I tried to pick shows like a lot of these comedies and romance shows, less like lighthearted stuff. They all have like a dark tone. Some of, a lot of them have something really dark in them. Yeah. Like his and her circumstances is a great romance show. It's a great romance comedy, but it has, like, this these dark relationship issues in it that they keep having to, like, fix these problems in their relationship. and Or, like, Chobits is a fun show, but then there's the whole theme of, of him losing... of, of um, Hideki losing Chi at the end of the show, and you're like, oh, it's so dark, and you don't want to trigger anything, right? So I tried to think of shows that had none of that. So School Rumble, to my knowledge, has nothing but just fun, dumb comedy in it. K-On!, as much as I, well, K-On is perfect for this because it doesn't really have much substance. It's just fun and goofy and cake and playing your guitar. And My Love Story, the um, the recent show, the recent romance comedy has not much dark stuff in it. It's just pretty much just just lovey romance. Um, so those are good. Those are th- those are three good shows.
1: To that point, get Shoujo nozaki Nozaki Kun is another one that's just comedy and romance and fluff and funny and fun. Um, unless you unless
0: you view Nozaki as as a sadistic uh, mani- manipulator son of a okay. bitch,
1: fair, All which right, I next think one. he damn well
0: might be. So, Viva JD writes Pope as a loyal believer. I think I am at a crossroads. I have been I have been suggested a series to watch, but it is classified as moe. After doing some research, and it appears to be heavily praised as a good show. The series is Azumanga Dayo. Am I allowed to watch this series, or is it forbidden? Thanks from the Australian branch of the Church of Mitsugi. Where's my hat? Is that hat in here?
1: I I don't know. I didn't move.
0: Here it is. I have it. I found it. Oh, it's in the drawer. Let me pull it out of here. If I can get it out of here without destroying anything in our unset-up studio. Here we go.
1: It's set up enough that you have the hat on right now.
0: I don't have the music, though, already. Or, or, Or maybe I could do this. Hold on a second. Mozart Requiem. Here we go. You hear that? Is this working?
1: It it, it looks like it is.
0: Dearest child, lend me your ear. Your your lost, confused, moe-infiltrated soul is weak and sick with the blackness that is moe. But there is hope! There is hope. Because Azumanga Daiho was a show that came well before the moe movement gained momentum and it's really not that moe anyway so go ahead and enjoy it and that's about all i have to say about that
1: that was a lot of setup
0: except that if i ever catch you spreading the gospel of moe we will put you in the pit of anime hell and there's nothing more horrible than waking up from falling for years and years next to the mangled corpses of thousands of moe girls oh shit. You will
2: burn in the hellfire.
0: We're watching you.
2: <laughs>
0: okay.
1: Or you could, you know, hang out with the Moe Archangel and ride our You want to touch my hat? Kittens you, you, of you justice. Wanna touch, you want to touch no, my hat, Jackie? No. Good,
0: because you can't no, touch the hat anyway. I
1: don't want to. All right. The next question comes from the Creepster. Are there any characters you like, but somewhere in you that you... Uh, but somewhere in there, you switch and start disliking them. Also vice versa, where you dislike a character, but then you start liking them somewhere in there. Um, my one that comes to mind for the latter one is Ringo from War Penguin Drum. Ringo Starr? No. I hated her character at first, and I didn't quite understand it, and I thought she was dumb. And then as the show progressed, and you got more of her story, and she evolved as a character, I started to absolutely love her. Okay. As far as a character that I started out liking and then ended up disliking, that's harder. Hmm. That's harder.
0: I don't really have anything here.
1: I feel like I feel like a character like that probably is part of a show where the show made stupid choices and I just the character suffered for it, and I don't want to. Can't blame a character for that, man. Yeah, I mean,
0: the the thing is, is that anime characters they. I feel like a lot of the time they don't really have these big transformations. So it's like, if I like them initially, I will like them. If I didn't like them initially, I'm just not going to. And that's just the fact of the matter. Yeah. If anything, there are characters that get really annoying. Like the, you can take them in small doses, but they just get too annoying. Like the girl from, from Fruits Basket. What the hell's her name? The only girl character in Fruits Basket. I've
1: never watched Fruits Basket. Well,
0: she's obnoxious as hell. I mean, she's okay for maybe an episode, so you might watch that for an episode and think, oh, yeah, that character's fine. But then when she starts, like, fixing everybody's problems, I'm just like, oh, God, just go away. Just awful. So, yeah, there's that. I don't know. I don't have a whole lot in this. In this, this is a, kind of a tough question, surprisingly. Um, the last mailbag, or no, it's not the last one. Um, Juan Zuniga writes, Hey, addicts, greetings from Mexico. I have been listening to this podcast for a few months now, and I just want to say thank you for all for making my anime addiction worse. You are so welcome.
1: It's what we're here for, quite literally.
0: I love this podcast so much that now that I'm up, that I am now part of the $7 tier. That's right. And you are enjoying the most delectable of hentai episodes and your mind and body will be perverted forever. Also, Also, I would really love to hear your thoughts and opinions about the anime monster. it's on my
1: anime list of shame that I haven't seen it because literally everyone that I've ever spoken to says it's amazing.
0: Well, it's basically um, the most well-written show I have ever seen. So we'll just start there. There's nothing bad to say about Monster other than the fact that when you watch it, other anime, you're going to be like, like, this is garbage. Like, I don't want to sound really harsh, but like when you but it's like it's like watching Game of Thrones and then right after that watching like. I don't know Big Bang Theory or something. They're just not the same cool caliber of, of, of anime of, of anime, right? So Monster is this show about a surgeon who is faced with political drop with political stuff going on in his hospital, like um, being assigned to certain patients other in, instead of other patients because some of them have like if one of them was the mayor of the city and one of them was just like a farmer, even if the farmer came in first and he had a and he had a a much more serious condition they would ignore him and give make him work on the mayor because they want to have prestige at the hospital and I was watching this with a person earlier in the year in the beginning and um, this person worked in a hospital and the thought was that the show was very spot on not only with its not only with the, the way that the drama that the hospital politics was portrayed but also with the way that like the they, they talk about medical stuff but the show doesn't doesn't stick around with being about hospitals and medical things for that long because and like the second episode, he saves the life of a boy who ends up becoming a serial killer. And the doctor basically leaves his post as doctor to go right the wrong that he did and go out and seek out and try to put an end to them to the quote unquote monster that he created. And then there's just like this massive unfolding story that is just endless. I mean, it's just it's like it's like it's at least 70 episodes long and not a single filler episode so prepare yourself for, for an epic of storytelling that will leave you wanting to read the manga afterwards, which I've heard the manga is basically a masterpiece. So Mo- Monster is definitely like, it's got to be one of my top five shows ever. Last Mailbag is long. You want to read it?
1: I can do it. So last ma- the last mailbag comes from Rainbow Lomane. They write, hello. First, your show is neat. Totally neat. Thanks. So I'm turning 30 this month. Eek. And I've. Eek is their words, not mine. Um, And I've only really gotten into anime the last two years or so. I feel a bit lame starting so late and knowing so very little about it. You are not lame. It is never too late to start your anime. I mean, you wrote
0: into this podcast, which means that I love you.
1: Tokyo Ghoul, which I know you're not fans of, another GOSIC, and Maiden, Magical Girl Raising Project, Puella Magi, Madoka Magica, and Chaos Child are some of the ones I've absolutely fallen in love with, but I'm always disappointed when they end because it takes me so long to find something similar or even something new that I don't like. I feel like I'm lost in a sea of shrill, annoying animes and those rare, amazing, dark, creepy, adorable little girl animes. Do you have any advice for people, older-ish people, just getting into anime? Is it kind of like a trial and error deal in terms of finding an anime that's wonderful? Thanks for your help. Yeah, it is trial and
0: error. I don't think so.
1: Well, I'm, I'm saying if you start shooting in the dark.
0: I mean, if you research the shows you're watching and look up shows that appeal to adults, then you're fine. I mean, there's a bunch of these. Cowboy Bebop, you'll probably like. It's got some silly moments in it, but overall, Cowboy Bebop is a very enjoyable show for pretty much anybody and it's coming back to Tsunami, to, to, to by the way, which is kind of interesting. Hajime no Ipo, if you're into sports, is one of the less, like, fujoshius ish sports shows, so there's not a lot of, like, fan fiction of the main characters, like, having sex or whatever. It's just, like, it has... I feel like it has less of that. It's just, it's just burly dudes boxing. It's good. Um, Berserk, the original Berserk, if you're into, like, military campaigns, uh, a lot of fighting, violence that's a very adult show that has very little of the stuff that you're trying to avoid. Black Lagoon is a super amazing action show, and the second season of Black Lagoon, just as good as the first, won't have a drop of the things you're trying to avoid in it. Just don't watch it around children because, well, it's very violent. Um, There's a lot of shows, there's a lot of anime that are meant for adults, and that's one of the problems that you run into as an anime fan is that people just think that you're this 30-year-old guy watching Pokemon, when in reality a lot of anime is so, um, it's more adult than they can handle, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, if you were to tell people about the types of things that happen in a show like Dead Man Wonderland or Parasite or Rainbow or one of those really intense animes, all of, the, all of which I just mentioned would probably be decent candidates for you, people would not believe how aggressive and violent anime can be. Well, It's, it's, it's actually not suitable for any audience at times.
1: And you know, I would say this too, is that, as you probably know, you don't have to necessarily go gory or dark or horrific to get a really kind of mature anime with, because I think what you're looking for here are shows that have a depth of storytelling, not necessarily shows that fire on, you know, mature and adult does not equal violent or sexual necessarily. It can, but I mean, I think of anime like, um, you know, to bring it up again, not Google. That anime is not gory. That anime is not violent. That anime is not super sexualized, Mm -mm. but it's very adult in the way it tells its story.
0: Um, most of my favorites that are all cliches of this podcast fit into this monster. Obviously we just talked about that 12 kingdoms is like some of the most rich world world building you'll see in an anime of the stars is a sci-fi epic um all of these are sort of adult adult more adult stories um and a lot of them are based off of novels which is probably why they're so good i find that when they're based off of substantial source material you end up getting a better anime at times so
1: all right well it
0: was a good mailbag
1: I think that was the end of our show. Thank you, guys. Those of you who it, never us really,
0: it never really ends.
1: It just pauses. It just pauses for a week. Until the next episode. And it comes
0: back. Um, next episode on the on the podcast, I want to do an anime Shark Tank. Okay. If I can get enough people that are listening to submit to do submissions on Facebook, Twitter, etc., I think we can use their submissions. Otherwise, it's going to be us coming up with ideas and having the people in the chat judging us, which I think would be fun. We're also, gonna, we're also going to be doing a review on Little Witch Academia, which I think is, I haven't seen any of it yet, but I imagine it's going to be remarkable. So yeah. So stick around for that next week.
1: All right. Very cool. So thank you guys, those of you who joined us live. It is always a pleasure to have you. Those of uh, you who are listening, who are sticking through our sort of transition with studios and whatnot, we appreciate you. As always, you can find us at aaapodcast.com forward slash join where you can sign up to get hentai episodes, hobby addicts, after parties, and everything. But of course, as always, anyone can access the regular podcast for free on iTunes, on Google Play, mm-hmm. where in all the places. Yep. And don't forget if you're on Facebook to join the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash AAA podcast. As Mitsuki said at the start, it has over 1,500 members. Yep. And there are some great things that get posted there every day, so it's yeah. worth checking out. It is. Once more, thank you those of you who joined us live and
0: just as a quick update, I oh. said last week all the different stuff I was gonna buy for the studio. I actually did buy a Mac Mini. Okay. A monitor and a monitor. So we are we are gonna be upgrading to some better stuff at the behest of my audio guy. So I just wanna thank everybody that contributes money to us because you are the fuel that keeps this engine running. And we're going to do some cool things in the studio here once I can actually drill into my walls. So <laughs> when that happens, one of these days you'll come in and there'll be a TV hanging behind us and and uh, some new promo stuff. And I think it'll be really good. So, But your patience is well appreciated while we sort of work out the, while out the wrinkles.
1: All right. Take care, everyone. And we will see you next week.
0: All right. Peace out, guys. After party coming right up. Woo! Peace.